Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to another episode of In the Moment, the Chronicles of JC. I am your host, JC, and you're about to enter a world that most guys only dream about. But for me, it's just been the life I live. So let's get to it. Said something about checking out things that go bump in the night. This is a scene from the movie Friday the 13th, part 6, Jason Lives, and in this scene, two horny teenagers are to no surprise engaging in sex. But where they are having sex is what made me never forget this moment, and add yet another thing to do to my life bucket list. That even at around eight years old, I was subconsciously already starting to write. They were having sex in an RV. Now, I know this may sound silly, but it has been a dream of mine ever since then to have wild sex with a hot chick in an RV. To the point like in the movie where the whole RV is bouncing up and down as they're doing it until mass killer Jason Voorhees interrupts their fuck session and eventually kills both the teenagers. Now, I don't want a mass killer with superhuman strength to brutally kill me in an RV, but I would like to be interrupted somehow, maybe by someone banging on the doors or windows. I know it sounds weird, but that's always been a dream of mine. If you want to see this scene from this movie for yourself, go on YouTube and search Jason Destroys RV. Okay, so this story begins with me driving to some trendy dive bar in Santa Monica to meet a client. I'm guessing somehow he heard about some of my extracurricular activities when it comes to women. But even before this meeting, when we would meet in a more professional setting, he'll still ask me things like good pickup lines to use on women, how many women have I been with, have I ever banged a Hooters girl, and on and on he would go throughout the whole meeting. I never voiced my frustration with him because he brought in a lot of revenue for my company, and socially, I, I just pitied the loser. I couldn't imagine being so consumed with sex every day and not being able to do anything about it. And then to watch lesser men and even teenagers accomplish more in less than 18 years with women than I have in 30 plus years would be like some Greek tragedy. So I've always just let him talk. But I think now he wanted to take it to the next level and see how I operated in the field. Unfortunately for him, and probably even more frustrating, he was going to see that I'm not a pickup artist. I never have a plan and I act purely off instinct. How do you go about teaching that to someone? And a lot of times, a man's instincts are wrong when it comes to women and need to do the opposite of whatever their mind and body is telling them to do. So I only hope somehow I can figure out how to get this loser laid so he'll continue being a client with the company. As I pulled up to the bar, it looked like he picked a good day and time to have the meeting. It was a Thursday around 6 p.m. and a lot of women were there after work for those happy hour drinks. These women tend to hate whatever job they're doing, hence the reason they're drinking as soon as they get off from work. And they also typically are single with no kids. Otherwise, they're already be back at home. But most importantly, they would love nothing more than some loser like my client, but who still has a lot of money, to come along and basically offer to take care of them. So they don't have to work their shitty jobs anymore in exchange for at least, at the very least, pretending to be in a relationship with them. My client, actually for the sake of not saying client too many times, let's call him Jeff, was standing over at the bar when I first spotted him. 
Almost every woman that walked past him, he gave a creepy hello to uh, as he tried to reach out and hold their hand. They just swatted his hand away and gave him that creepy stalker guy look as they kept walking. It looked like I had my work cut out for me. He gave me a one-arm bro hug as I approached him and tried some almost gang-like handshake you probably saw online that awkwardly did not go well. I don't want to bore you with too many details of my professional life, but I work in sales and Jeff is one of our biggest clients. So I kept steering the conversation to business until I was sure my company was still in the good graces of Jeff and his money. And to stay that way, well, it was now time to get this guy laid. Since the moment I entered the bar, I was scanning the place for some prospects, which ideally would be a set of two girls fresh out of college with no real plans or ideas of what they want to do with their lives and would just be sponges for advice when they come across two seasoned professionals who are making a good living doing something they genuinely find satisfying and enjoyable. And during this time, when that moment comes and they realize how much Jeff's net worth actually is, hopefully that will be enough to get them to start to imagine a life where they don't ever have to worry about a job or a career path or anything that requires work. And typically that's when their vagina starts to uh, get wet. And as long as Jeff has a pulse, he'll be balls deep in at least one of them in no time. There was a perfect set of two girls that arrived at the same time I did, standing not too far from us. Aside from being young and hot, they fit the criteria I mentioned earlier, because the car they arrived in had a USC alumni license plate cover. Only recent graduates and graduates from 40 to 50 years ago go around with those covers still in their cars. Maybe it was because of her designer purse or her hair and makeup, but the slightly hotter of the two girls just looked expensive, and I'm guessing probably had expensive taste. She had on a baby-sized looking shirt with a pair of those jeans that are cutting away to make a girl with even a flat ass appear magically to now have an ass. Her friend had those yoga pants on I love so very much, with a baby-sized shirt on also, not hiding at all her very firm and perky ass. From past experience, I thought it would be best to go after the less hot of the two, leaving the hotter one feeling confused and anxious on why she's not getting the most attention from the guy. I told Jeff to wait about five minutes and to come over and join me. I kept looking at the yoga pants girl until we made eye contact. And once I got a quick confirmation smile out of her, I headed right for her. I don't think she was expecting me to react so quickly off her smile. She looked a little surprised and taken back as I approached. I got a full vertical view of her body up close and was even more impressed. It was tone and almost on a professional level. I started thinking personal trainer. I just kept my focus on her, completely ignoring her friend, and just said, Hi. Hello, can I help you? She responded. Her hotter friend, now vying for attention, looked, looked me over as she wrapped her arm around her friend's shoulder. I thought I'd just take a guess and said, I was wondering if you could give me some training sessions to help build my core. Wait, how'd you know I was a personal trainer, she said. To instantly get her to start liking me, I said something to the extent of, looking, you know, she was looking so confident, strong, and tough, and whatever other bullshit I could think of. It worked because within minutes, we were laughing and talking like we were, you know, all old friends. The hotter of the two girls was named Lexi, whom I was still limiting my attention to a minimum, and a personal trainer was named Madison. Lexi's gold-digging instincts finally kicked in, and she asked me what i do for a living. I made it seem like I was the happiest man alive doing what I do and making great money at the same time. Hell, even Elon Musk would have been jealous of me. And the only person happier and richer than me was my buddy Jeff. I looked over to signal him to come over. He was nowhere to be found. Then like Jason Voorhees, he just jumped, just like, well, appeared behind Lexi, nearly making all of his jump. 
I'm Jeff, he said in way too loud of a tone. In less than two seconds, he had established himself as a creepy stalker guy. But if Lexi was truly a gold digger, then none of that would matter in the end. After a few more awkward minutes of Jeff asking the girls way too many personal questions like about their last relationships, like what race was the guy? Did he have a big dick? Was he good in bed? Would he perform oral sex? Did they like oral sex? I decided it was time to switch back to talking about how wealthy he actually is. And I have to admit, he was very good at painting a picture of his supposedly fabulous lifestyle. As he talked about all his properties, cars, exotic vacations, and plans to enrich himself even more, Lexi seemed to get closer and closer to him. It looks like I was right about her. Madison, on the other hand, seemed bored and turned off by Jeff. A song came on throughout the bar. To no surprise, Lexi wanted to go dance, dance to it with Jeff on the mini dance floor the bar had. Madison and I watched as Lexi dry-humped, twerked, or whatever it's called these days on Jeff. They even started making out a little bit as they were dancing. It looked like my work was done. Mission accomplished. Madison then said to me, You know she's going to fuck your friend tonight, but I'm sure that was your plan all along. I just started laughing a little. So where does that leave us, she asked. I said, wherever you like, trying to be as vague as possible. Do you really find me attractive, confident, strong, and tough like you say, she asked. I moved behind her and pressed my semi-hard cock up against her ass and said, I do. And she leaned her head back and softly said, would you think any less of me? If all I wanted to do was just get fucked really good and really hard and that's it, because I got a lot of other shit going on in my life right now. I said, not only would I not think any less of you, I would see you as a kindred spirit. <laughs> she laughed for a, few, for a few seconds and started massaging my uh, cock through my pants. Will you fuck me good, she said. I've had a lot of practice, I responded. Come on, let's get out of here, she then said. What about your friend, I asked. We both looked at Jeff and Lexi on the dance floor. Jeff was practically fingering her on the dance floor. I think your friend will be giving her a ride or calling her an Uber tomorrow morning. She'll, she'll be fine. Trust me, this wouldn't be the first time, she said. As Madison and I left out, I looked over to Jeff and kind of like hand gestured to him that, you know, I was leaving with Madison. He gave me a double thumbs up and went back to, you know, I guess just working on Lexi. Madison was house sitting at her parents' house that was only a couple miles from the bar. I was following behind her in my car when she suddenly pulled over to the side of the road. I followed, obviously, and pulled up behind her. She got out of her car and ran back to mine to tell me that her parents came back from wherever they were early, so we needed someplace else to go. All her roommates were home, so she didn't feel comfortable taking me back there. I lied and said I had family stand at my place. So, you know, I didn't, well, I didn't feel comfortable either going back to my place. Truth is, I don't really like bringing women back to my place unless it's the last resort. resort. Just because I have a tendency to attract women that wind up being stalkers, especially when I lose interest and stop calling them. And when they've known where I live, things have gotten so bad to the point where I have to end up calling the police. So Madison and I just exchanged numbers and agreed to set up something next time we're both available, horny, and got a secure place to fuck. She was heading back to her car when she stopped and headed back toward me. She said, you know, there is one place we could go. My parents have an RV park not too far from here in this little RV and mobile home park. I almost couldn't believe what I was hearing at first. About 20 years after first seeing that scene in the Friday 13th movie, my dream of fucking a hot girl in an RV was about to come true. I tried to play it cool and just said, all right, let's go there. I had already started getting a hard on by this time. But then she added that the RV was a little too bouncy because of bad springs. 
So when we're having sex, people will definitely know. And I thought I was just going to fucking come right in my pants on the side of the road. But luckily, I was able to hold off. About 10 minutes later, we pulled up into the RV and mobile home park. It was more of a beach park than the deep wooded one in the Friday the 13th movie. But fucking in the woods, I've already done, as anyone knows that has listened to my first podcast. Fulfilling this dream has just been about banging in an RV, no matter where it is. A beach park, a Walmart parking lot, or even stuck in traffic on the freeway. It's all good. Because she had mentioned earlier about the RV being bouncy because of Bad Springs, I was expecting it to be old and run down, but it was just the opposite. The Bad, Bad Springs must have been the only flaw because everything was else was really nice. I believe it was bigger than most people's apartments in L.A. It had to be only a few years old. It had a full kitchen with new appliances, a living room that could seat at least six to eight people, a bathroom that you could actually stretch your arms out to the sides in and still have some room, a 40 to 50 inch TV in the living room and bedroom, and the bedroom had more than enough closet space for a weekend excursion or a month-long adventure. And last but certainly not least, a nice big pillow top queen-size bed for which I was about to become very familiar with. Madison tried talking to me some as we both slammed a couple of beers they had in the fridge. I guess she wouldn't, she didn't want to feel like a total slut, you know, with a guy she just met a couple hours ago that would now be balls deep inside of her. The conversation was starting to feel more like a job interview, so I made my move and started kissing her. Mind you, I still had my heart on from back on the side of the road, so I've been ready to go for quite some time now. We made out for a short time and she grabbed me by my cock, which was bulging from my pants, ready to burst out and led me back to the bedroom. The sex was great. Her blowjob was just how I like it, all mouth and no hands. I was feeling so good I even went down to her for a couple of minutes, which is something I rarely do. She didn't climb on top of me and rode me wildly cowgirl style, with the RV on basically on full bounce mode now. The dream was just about fulfilled. There was just one part that was missing. Like the teen's fuck session in the movie that got interrupted with the power being cut to the RV, I too wanted to be interrupted somehow, but in a very, but in a way that kind of adds to the experience. By this time, Madison was bent over the edge of the bed and I was hitting it doggy style. There was a window in front of me with blinds slightly cracked open that I could see out of. And like a white unicorn emerging from a dark forest, I saw him. He actually came stumbling out from a hiking trail not too far from our RV. He was completely wasted with a bottle of liquor in his hand. He looked around the area like he was just looking for anything to do that would cause some trouble or mayhem. And that's when he spotted our RV, our bouncing RV and smiled. Half tripping over himself, he was making his way over to the RV. I already knew what he was coming to do. I only hope he would make it in time before I came. I could only hold on for a couple more minutes. He finally was a few feet away and tripped again and fell into the side door of the RV. Madison looked back. I told her it was just some drunk that bumped into the RV. She was moments away herself from hitting her orgasm and just turned back around, not caring to investigate any further. Then finally, what I was hoping for from the second I saw him came. My interruption moment. Get her done, bro. Get her done. Then everything started coming together like a perfect sex storm. Get her done, bro. Get her done. And still, to this day, I can't tell you why, but at the top of my lungs, and as loud as I possibly could, as I finally came, I yelled out, Freedom! 
I fell back onto the bed and just looked to the ceiling. The banging on the door had stopped. I imagine my yelling probably scared him away. And of course, Madison was just staring at me. What the hell was that, she asked. I went ahead and told her about my lifelong dream of having sex in an RV. She thought it was funny and kind of cute and was glad she was unknowingly, she unknowingly helped me fulfill that dream. We ended up ordering some pizza and seeing how this may be one of my last chances to have sex in an RV again. After we were done eating, we had sex a few more times. That night did end up being the last time I would see Madison. I'm pretty sure she had a boyfriend or maybe a, fi a fiance she was dealing with. Because I remember her phone constantly vibrating the whole time, but she never once even looked at it. Also, for those of you that didn't recognize it, the freedom yell is from one of my favorite movies, Braveheart, starring Mel Gibson. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor and watch it as soon as possible. In case any of you was wondering about my client Jeff and Lexi, I guess the two of them had a pretty wild night themselves. But I'll let him tell you that story whenever he gets his own podcast. Well, that concludes this episode of In the Moment, The Chronicles of JC. Thanks again for tuning in. As you are now noticing, I only told one story for this episode, mainly so I'm able to produce more episodes faster and because it's easier for my listeners to commit enough time for at least one story instead of two. Going forward, this is about how long each episode would be. If you want to know when new shows are uploaded or any updates on the show, go to the show's Twitter handle at the JC Chronicles. And you can email me at thejcchronicles at gmail.com. And remember, always live in the moment.